Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Today we're going to talk about. Noita. Noita, made by Nola Games, one of whom is actually the developer of Baba Is You, which is another game I like and have mentioned on this on this podcast before. It is Windows only, so no console versions, which is a shame actually. But maybe maybe consoles would melt. I think it needs probably a non-trivial amount of CPU or threads or something. I don't know. Threads, yeah. I'm sure the new ones could handle it, but, you know. Anyway, it was out in early access 24th September 2019. It went 1.0 a little over a year later, 15th October 2020. And it only has 76 on Metacritic. I, I, I did not know this until you pointed it out. I was, this is, I was quite suspicious why you chose this game. I, mean, I chose this game because I've been playing it loads. Like, I, you know, I think I, I bought it during early access, then I bounced off it. And then I've really just gotten into it in the past six months for some reason. Like, I think like the majority of my playtime has just been in the last six months, but I really got into it again. You know, I was, I was jokingly saying it's a smart and cool game for sophisticated people. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's a big brain game. <laughs> Is it though? Not really. <laughs> it's a game for people who like pew pew lasers and big explosions. Yes, you, you, it's about building a pew pew laser, a better pew pew laser. It's a game about chaos, 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 explosions, melting, falling sand. So obviously I had to take a look at these. Oh, I say a closer look at these reviews. I just read through the summaries. It seemed like that people just weren't happy that they were just open to the RNG gods and there was monotony and the builds weren't, maybe the builds weren't coming together. I don't know, has it, maybe it's been balanced since then because I agree with you. It's, it's a good game. It's not, it's not a balance issue. I mean, I think, well, read out, read out some of these reviews. Just, just read, read one uh, too. Noita relies far too heavily on random numbers to create any kind of enjoy, enjoyment. And though it makes... It might make some fun stories. Players will be left craving an actual roguelike rather than this RNG simulator. Who said that? Culture Vultures. Culture Vultures. You don't know what a roguelike is. I'm sorry. Do you want a story game for babies? Like, a roguelike 
is all about the RNG. Like, I don't what what do you, you know, I think one of the other reviews you picked out mentions like Hades and how it's not as good as Hades and how the story isn't as good as Hades. And it's like, that's because that's, Hades is, the, the rogue part of Hades is very small, right? Compared to the like part. It's like, Hades is like a rogue light, I guess. If, you, if you're going to make that kind of distinction, you know, Noita is unapologetically like rogue. It's random, it's cruel and capricious. And to win at Noita, you need to really understand all the systems and you need to know how they go together. And you need, you need to know that you're in a stupid situation, but you can MacGyver your way out by, you know, gluing together a bunch of nonsense. It's not going to hold your hand. And yeah, the story is, I mean, there is some story there, but it's very, 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 very secondary. And I, you know, I, I don't really like the story of Noita at all. I just basically have completely ignored it. But I do like the big explosions. I think a lot of the times I die, it's because I'm just trying to make like the elder wand kind of thing, right? I'm just like, I could probably sneak and squeak and hide my way through the difficult biomes and make it to the end. And this wand is just about good enough to kill the boss, but I just want more power. I'm just going to keep hunting around and trying to find better spells and a better wand until I can finally make something I'm proud of. And then I just blow myself up somewhere. <laughs> and then, you know. Or I finally make the wand and then I just accidentally blow myself up with the wand. I've been there. I mean, last time it was on sale, I actually randomly just bought it and gifted it to people who were who were on this retro game meetup call. Because, you know, it's all it, it went on Zoom during COVID and we've never got off Zoom. So now we have like a a fortnightly random, you know get together on zoom and the people on the call i was like do you want noita and they were like oh i'll try it if you buy it for me i was like okay done you know i just bought it for everyone on the call because it was really cheap at the time and yeah their, their feedback was like wow this is the most mike game ever like i can see why you like this game it's not for me and i was like but it's so good <laughs> we haven't talked about what the game is at all no not yet although i you know, i've it's been mentioned in several previous podcast episodes. It is very much the sort of game that I that I say I would like. And it is a game that I like, so I guess that's true. I mean, topically, right? People love the chemistry engine from Zelda Breath of the Wild. And Noita is basically that times a thousand. Except not 3D. It's, it's a 2D, old school, pixel graphics, side-scrolling, side-on game. Like Worms. Well, yeah, like Worms, like Worms, but the world is big. And it's not turn-based. It's not turn-based, no. It's, it's very much real-time. So it's, it's a real-time action roguelike pixel graphics, but every pixel is simulated. So every pixel in the world is a material and those materials all have interactions. So there'll be like soil and rock and gold and water and lava and acid and so on. And then like, you know, those different materials will all interact. So, you know, you might have a wand that like makes little explosions and they're quite weak explosions. So you can like tunnel through earth, but you know, then you'll come across like a steel 
beam and you won't be able to tunnel through that. But, you know, but you've got a flask full of acid, so you can pour some of that acid on the steel and then the acid will eat its way through, you know, like you can, it's all about, it's all about knowing what you've got and making good use of it. I think it was inspired by the old school falling sand kind of desktop toys of the 90s. And, you know, the, and when I say desktop toys, I also mean like Windows desktop toys. Like there were little games like this where it simulated pixels of different materials. But, you know, imagine that, but an entire world made out of it. Like kind of like Minecraft, like it kind of goes on forever. And yes, your worms comparison is apt. I hadn't thought of that before, but that is a good description. Especially since there are literally spells that shoot missiles and nukes out of your wand and leave huge circular craters just like worms but no sheep though yes sheep yes she oh yes sheep yes sheep like literally you can polymorph things into sheep and then i think there is actually a spell i'm not sure i've got the i'm not sure i even have it unlocked but i think there is like summon deer koi and it like summons a deer that like runs along and explodes in a huge explosion like the sheep in worms so yeah we've we've established how the environment works and then the word noiter means witch in finnish i think i hope i'm getting this right could it be more vague but you went straight for the I went straight for the yeah. It's if it's not Finnish, it's another Scandinavian yeah. language. But yes, you are a witch, and you can you can levitate, so you've got some limited kind of like flight capability, and you have wands, and those wands cast spells, and you can find other wands, and you can find other spells as you progress through the game, and you can edit those wands and you can change the spells that are on them and there is an entire science and art to making a good wand because wands have stats like mana capacity and recharge time and like recharge rate number of slots number of spells cast per cast so on and then spells also have stats so as well as like the effect of the spell they also have like a mana cost and they've got like a recharge time of the spell. And then there's a cast delay of the spell and so on. And then all these things interact. So the order of the spells can be very important because certain effects subtract from recharge time or cast delay or so on. Or certain spells will like cause two spells to be cast. And then you can like manipulate that into doing interesting things like wrapping around the wand and casting a spell twice and you can do all this funky funky stuff once you understand how the wand system works and you know the ordering of the spells can be the difference between like a wand that goes pew 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 and a one that's like death laser minigun you know like you can make amazing stuff once you know what you're doing like you can literally go from being like oh i'm a scared little mouse and i'm having to hide from everything to like i'm just going to delete half the mountain in one cast now boom and you probably kill yourself unless you've got the right immunities. <laughs> oh, also you can kick things.
What did you kick? What do you kick? That's useful. I know what you can kick, but when have you used it effectively? You can just, what? You can kick things just to get them out of your way, number okay, one. You can, ju- you can just fly over them. <laughs> yeah, but, well, if you, if you kick something and it hits an enemy, that tends to do massive like physics damage. And enemies that are killed by falling scenery and stuff drop double the gold because they're classed as trick kills. So it can be a way of getting more gold early in the game. Also, it really is massive physics damage. So things that are very hard to kill, like you, you know, you don't have a wand that can do it. You can kill them with physics damage sometimes, like get yourself out of a situation. This is what I mean about like knowing how to, you know, use your environment to your advantage. So if you're carrying like one of those emerald tablets, you can do what's called a tablet kick where actually I'm really bad at this, but I know it's possible to do it. Like if you, you know, if you anger the gods, this is, we'll, we'll get to this later what this means, but like you'll have to fight like uh, Stivari or Steve as he's colloquially known. So Steve is like, Steve is hard to kill unless you've got a good wand. But if you've got a tablet, you can just basically hover above Steve, drop the tablet and then kick it straight down and it will just one shot him. So... You know, people who are good at tablet kicking just don't worry about angering the gods. They're just like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to tablet kick Steve to death. Cool. Let's go on. Let's go on before I ask more questions. Let's... Well, well, so spoilers for Noita. Now you know about tablet kicking <laughs> and there'll probably be more. H- how far have you gotten? I've only made it to the vault. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I've looked at the global achievements. It's quite good. The, the vault is practically the end, right? Oh, don't say that. I really thought I was going to finish it. I had such a good wand. Yeah, because I think it's the vault, and then it's the boss, and that's the end. <sighs> I could really relate when you said having a run where you sneak around, taking on things, and stealthing it. I had a good balance. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely different ways to play the game. And I, I think it is actually... You know, if you're really trying to win, not taking on fights and just carving through the scenery and just making a beeline for the exit and avoiding trouble is the way to do it. But it's much more fun just to like have God power and just be like annihilating everything. Although having said that, by the time you get to the vault, things do get very dangerous and there's things that reflect damage and stuff. So your power can be your own downfall. But you do need the rewards. You need to explore the level to get the rewards, to get the gold, to get the wands, to get the upgrades. Yeah, I I think it's well. I I think it's much more fun to play that way. Like I don't play in a speedrun way. I I like to explore and I like to try and make cool ones, <laughs> cool ones for sophisticated people. I don't know. I I think last time we mentioned Noita, I had won twice. I mean, I have now won three times and i have again many more times when i definitely could have won but i i just tried to amass more power and do more weird stuff and then blew myself up i've been there you should always amass more power 
Maybe your methods are more sophisticated than mine, though. Well, because there are loads of secrets in the game. And so I've started trying to do some of the secrets and some of the, you know, some some of the off the beaten path stuff. And yeah, it often gets me killed. Because number one, those things are harder to do. And number two, I will, yeah, I'll just make a one that seems like a good idea, but I don't have explosion immunity. And then I blow myself up like that, that is like yeah. 99% what happens. So I want to say for a game that's so dependent on physics and chemistry, it, it never feels janky. It never, I never think, oh, that's broken or that shit. it's everything behaves as it should, which is really good. And I can rely on it, which is very important in her a roguelite. That's the thing. Like there is random stuff going on all the time. So fair, you know, fair dues to the people who said it's really random, but it all makes sense, you know. And if you were paying attention, you could have seen it coming. Well, actually, not always, but <laughs> but often. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you will literally just be like pootling along, and then you'll see a nuke come in off you know, from off the screen, you'd be like, what the? And then everything will just obviously be vaporized in a <laughs> gigantic explosion. So there's not much you can do when that happens, but that's pretty rare, obviously. Something I didn't appreciate till quite late is I could just destroy the, the landscape. Does that mean all parts of the... Because sometimes you'll see a part of the level and it's in, it's almost, it's enclosed. Yeah. But the in those cases, I can definitely shoot through the material. Well, if you've got an appropriate spell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you definitely can. And that's definitely yeah. intended. Because originally I thought that the, the level generation was broken. No. No. But I think this is the thing. This is what makes it so good, right? It's the realisation. like that That's done deliberately because you think like, oh, the level generation is broken. It's impossible to get there. And then you realise, no, wait a minute. I can just dig there. And then you realise... I could have dug anywhere this whole time. You know, it was me that was the problem, not the game. Well, uh, this is part of the learning process, I think. Because, like, to begin with, you're just making ones that do damage. Well, I, I get the game kind of hints this at you, right? Because you always start out the game with one damage wand, which is kind of weak, and one explosive wand, which is kind of your digging. So usually it will be spark bolt and then bomb. But they can be other things. I think those are just two. Those are just the most likely ones. And you can use the bombs to dig through most terrain. They're not metal. I think two crucial like quality of life things about this game are there's no time limit, which I love. Yeah. So you can really take your time to explore the map. And the second one is you can save at any point, which I think is really rare for yeah. a roguelike. Yeah. Right? Anything you like, you can just save and quit and you can pick up from exactly that point. Obviously, it's not in a, you can't save scum. It's more... Well, I mean, you could save scum if you (laughs) wanted to, but yeah, you shouldn't. So it's just as purely as a, to save time and I can pause anywhere. I think that's really neat. I don't, yeah. Yeah, it is respectful of your time, you know? Yeah. It's good. You can play it in a short burst and you can do really long runs. Like people do do six or seven hour long runs when they're trying to do one of these big complicated, you know, quests or secrets, I guess that the game is hiding, but it's also kind of demoralizing, I guess, because it's all ephemeral Like you're putting all these hours in making this amazing run. And then you accidentally get polymorphed into a sheep and die in like one shot. 
Wait, is that is that the result of a polymorph? You like you will die as a sheep. There, well, there's there's, there's actually different kinds of polymorph, and they are temporary. Well, actually, okay. I say they're temporary. They're, I think there are some cases where it can become permanent, but usually temporary. My first experience was that was I jumped into pool of it because I don't know whether the pool existed or someone uh, like broke a, a flask. A, broke a flask. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. It's it's really dangerous. Is I think polymorph is actually one of the most dangerous things in the game because it's one of the few things that you can't become permanently immune to. Okay. So like, you know, it is possible to become immune to fire and immune to explosions and immune to electricity and, and so on. But like polymorph is always dangerous. Should we move on to spells perks? Yeah, I mean... What have you found? What are your favourite spells? I think what I found is quite vanilla, but then I'd like to hear your comments. Yeah. So I'd like favourite spells. Well, to be fair, with, with spells, I've kept it very vanilla. I wanted to make her, you know, I think there's two types of spells you can have, right? Either those, the infinite ones, and then these, the finite ones, where you only get like 20 shots or 15 shots of it. Mm, yeah. Right? So I've always tended to go for the infinite ones, where they're very vanilla, but I just want a machine gun. Mm. I don't think those spells are very interesting. My 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 strategy is highest damage. That's it. Highest damage without too much of a um. I don't even know the terminology without too much of a delay or exhausting my mana. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, cast delay and yeah, mana pool. Because there's also recharge rate, which I don't really understand. Yeah, this is the this is the one design science, I guess. I realise as well, we didn't mention perks at all. Well, I, I've kind of said things that were perks, but we didn't talk about them before. But Yep, now's the time. Yeah, like the, the structure of the game, you know, you're going down underneath the mountain. because You start at the entrance, you go down, and then every now and then you come across these portals and you enter the portal and it takes you to a holy mountain. And it's in the holy mountain that you can edit your wands. And also you get to pick a perk. And those perks can be... Things like granting you immunities, but they can also be things like never skip leg day, which just makes your kick really strong, for example, or more gold or gold is forever or, you know, various different things. There's loads of different perks. Some are really good. Some are actually actively harmful, like boomerang spells, which makes all your spells like turn around and shoot you in the face. Wait, that's a perk? That's a perk. (laughs) <laughs> I think theoretically it could be useful if you like had healing bolt. So your healing bolts would like shoot out and then hit you back in the face maybe. But that's wait, like... wait, 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 wait. So it's not returned to the position, the cast position, but returned to you wherever you are. I think it's probably returned to the cast position. So you find then you can make an escape. Yeah, I think. Fine. I don't know. I, I basically never take it because I just know it's bad. Let's quickly go back to your favorite spells. Before we move on. Yeah, well, actually, I was going to ask, so you haven't seen any exotic spells yet then. Have you Have you found a black hole? No. Or you don't have any of the Greek letters or like nuke or anything. Like a lot of these, some of these spells are unlocks. So that's why you may not have seen them. No. Because you have to I've do something to unlock them, which is why I, oh, I've yeah. been playing the game and trying to unlock some of this cool stuff. Black hole, I think, is a vanilla spell. Like you, you have it from the beginning. Once you've unlocked it. No, no. Black hole is just in the initial spell list. Like you've always, it's, okay. it's always possible to find it. But but black hole is a finite spell, 
So you might I never would, have I, taken it because you yeah. might, if you don't know what it is, then you'd be like, why would I take this? So like black hole is probably one of the best digging spells in the game. By default, you only get three casts and it moves really slowly, but you can make it really good because you can like put accelerative shot on it. Or if you've got like repulsion field as a perk and things, it will repel away from you and then it'll go really quickly. And black hole basically just deletes anything it touches. So it doesn't matter how hard the material is, like steel or holy mountain brickwork or whatever, you can just shoot a black hole and it will just go straight through it. It's basically amazing digging. And if you get things like the Greek letter spells, which I guess are possibly secrets, then you can actually cast spells infinitely. Like there are spells that let you cast other spells and they ignore the cast limits. So then you can just use your black hole just to be willy-nilly carving tunnels through the terrain whenever you like. Or you can do mental stuff like there's a, like a modifier spell called Orbit LARPA and that makes copies of the initial spell orbit the spell you've cast. So you can put Orbit LARPA on a black hole and it will just shoot out this like twirling massive black holes that just like carve massive holes in terrain and you can just use it to move around really quickly. But in terms of what spells I'm generally looking for when I play, yeah, I, I'm usually trying to get a good damage wand and a good digging wand. So for damage, two routes you can go. You can either go slow but huge damage or very fast, like machine gun style. For machine gun style, you want chainsaws or luminous drills because both of them massively decrease cast delay and recharge time. And you you basically put on like a cast two spells and you've got a chainsaw in there to reduce the recharge time or a luminous drill. And then you put another spell so that you can fire it really fast. And, and there's other things like, I think there's like, there's basically, I can't remember the name of it. It's like, it basically shoots a laser beam and that also decreases the cast time. So you can basically have a one that just shoots like laser beams really quickly. Like that's a good one to go for. Or, you know, the other side is you can get like spark bolt with trigger. So when the spark bolt hits something, it triggers another spell to be cast. And then you can put like plasma cross or like giga death cross or something on that. And then you can be firing off these spark bolts that when they hit cause like a massive explosion or like plasma beams to fire everywhere and, and do the actual damage. I didn't appreciate that. Now you've said it. That's really useful. Yeah, because I think one of your comments in here is that you tried to cast the explosion spell yeah, and it just exploded. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, because explosion just makes an explosion. And so if you cast it from your wand, it will just make an explosion where you are. But you can put explosion on a trigger. So exactly. then you shoot the spark bolt out, it hits an enemy and it triggers the explosion spell. So that's like the intended safe way to use explosion. I wish there was a spell book or a database. You, you can, oh, there is in there's the game. There's a wiki. There's no, you the can game. go progress. If you hit escape and click progress, it will show you all of the spells. But I guess it doesn't actually tell you what they all do. So no. yeah, I, I am actually also, I, I actually have the wiki open on a second monitor usually when I'm playing it. Uh, I admit. Same. I wish there was a firing range. So because even in the Holy Mountain, you cannot safely test your wand. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of that as well. Yeah, where I'm just like, I see a spell that I've never seen before, and I'm like, can I cast this, or will it kill me? You know, or do I have a trigger so I can try casting it with a trigger at least because that might make it slightly safer. But yeah, like if you get like nuke and you're like, how big's the radius on this? Like <laughs> you discover, <laughs> oh, the radius is really, really big. You know. Let's. I think. We should move on to perks. So what do you like there? I think my ones are quite vanilla, though, if I'm honest. Like, all-seeing eye. It's a good one. And and the one that lets you edit the wand at all times. That that one is really useful, yes. And I want all the immunities. I've, I still, even today, I don't know what all the immunities are. I just know that when I see an immunity, I want it. Yeah. These, these are all top-tier perks. And then the other one is another life. Yeah, yeah, extra life. So when you yep. when you die, you respawn with 100 health. Yep. I think for like normal people, extra life is good. I think people who are really, really good, like people who play it on YouTube and like do, you know, these six hour runs and stuff. There's another one called Saving Grace, which is potentially even better than extra life, where if you would die, it sets you to one hit point instead, so long as you have more than one hit point. So... If you've got a way of healing, then saving grace is basically like infinite lives. But for most people, it's like extra life, except it only gives you one HP. So actually, it's not as good. Because most people don't have a way of healing. So what are your favourite perks? Yeah, I mean, it's very similar, honestly. Like, edit ones everywhere is just so handy because it just means you don't have to worry about it because usually you can only edit the ones inside the holy mountain basically right so if you find a really good wand or you see you find a once kind of rubbish but it's got a spell you really want you've just got to carry around this wand until you get to the next holy mountain but if you've got edit ones everywhere then you can just like just strip the wand and take the bits you want and you can just do it literally when you find the wand it's like so handy and yes all the immunities I'm trying to think if there's any that are really, really weird. I mean, like, because I'm happy to take stuff that will give me an immunity, even if it's not, you know, the the primary benefit. So, like, gas blood, I think, makes you, yeah, gas blood, I think, makes you toxic immune. Oil blood makes you fire immune. Exploding corpses gives you explosion immunity. Like, I'm willing to take those for the immunities, you know, so even if, if they're a bit mental. I took this one. But you get no fire immunity, so you'll yeah. die to fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fire is fire. Okay, yeah. Actually, you know what? It's one of those things. I love where, this game. I I love this game. Yeah, because do, do you <laughs> like, you know you if you're on fire, you can put yourself out, right? Like you should always carry a flask of water, and if you're on fire, just spray water on yourself. Now you've said that. Can I fill a flask with water? Yes. Oh, I knew. <sighs> yeah, that that's why when you go to a holy mountain, there's two big pools of water and you can basically just refill one of your flasks with water you should always carry around a flask of water because it's so useful so what i normally do i just i toss the flask of whatever's in my hand i don't it doesn't matter what it is i'll just then i just douse myself in it douse is that the right yeah word? yeah yeah douse yeah i mean basically if i start the game usually you start the game with a flask of water if i start the game with a flask of something else Depending on what this something else is, I'll either keep it and try and find another flask to fill with water, or I'll just empty out the flask and then fill it with the first pool of water I come across. 
But like things that are worth keeping, like pheromone is worth keeping. Like pheromone, you can do all sorts of funky stuff with. Like, you know, pheromone is actually a source of healing, for example, because you can find there are enemies that will heal other enemies. But if you spray pheromone on them, then you'll charm them and then they'll heal you instead. Huh? Yeah. The enemies will heal me. Yeah. There's, there's an, in the Heesey base, there are enemies that, they're like pink enemies that carry these green guns. And the green guns actually shoot out healing bolts. So if you damage an enemy, they'll, they'll go and heal the enemy. But if you can get them on their own, like you kill the other enemies and leave them alive, they'll usually ignore you. But if you spray them with pheromone, then they'll heal you instead. Okay. So that, that's a useful trick, right? Or polymorph is just so dangerous. If I have a polymorph flask, I'll try and empty it out somewhere like where I'm never intending to go again. And then I'll just fill it with water. Oh. I, I have tried to use polymorph <laughs> offensively before. Like, because you, you mentioned those like... Like, well, because there are some enemies that are really dangerous and, I, and I've tried spraying them with polymorph and then just killing them as a sheep. And it's basically never worked. It's basically ended up with me spraying a bit wrong and turning myself into a sheep and then dying. <laughs> so now I'm just like, it's not worth it. <laughs> you know, I just don't even try. What else? I have three more questions. You talk about having two ones, one for digging and one for... Just... Well, actually, I will... So usually I try and have a damage wand a digging wand and a teleport wand like a mobility okay. wand and then the fourth one is like a swing slot or i'll just use it for storing spells so your 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 main your attack wand doesn't have you don't take finite spells well there is a perk called infinite spells which will make most spells unlimited so it doesn't work on every spell like it doesn't work on healing spells it doesn't work on black hole because they're like too good but most normal spells become unlimited so there's spells like magic missile which are like really damaging but you get like 20 casts of them if you've got unlimited spells then you could just use that as your main attack because it's unlimited now but you don't have a second attack wand with finite stuff yeah 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 so sometimes i have that i mean the fourth slot is like whatever seems appropriate okay the other one is Wand rewards versus spells. Sometimes in Holy Mountain, it's a wand. Sometimes it's a spells. Yeah. A shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's random. I think it's random. Okay, fine. Fine. You can steal spells from the Holy Mountain, though. Tell me how. So if you manage to get the spells out of the Holy Mountain, then they become free. So if you've got a means of levitation or a means of digging... You can either just like dig out underneath the spells so they fall out of the holy mountain, or you can carve a hole in the ceiling and then levitate them out of the holy mountain, and then they become free, and then you can just pick them up. Is that what you do every time? No, but but I know that it's an option. It's, it's usually okay. quite a faff, and it's potentially dangerous because you might anger the gods. But depending on the spells and depending on how much money I have, it might be worth it. You know, this is this is what I'm saying. It's like it's all the knowledge of just understanding what you can do. Yeah.
I think now is a good time to move on to moments. Yeah, go on. Okay. First one, I was on fire as I left, or as I hit the portal. And I thought for some reason, yeah, it's fine. The fire's going to go out. No, I was still on fire. Yeah. And I thought I'd, I'd be able to make it to the, the pool of water. I didn't. Yeah. But that was really, I still enjoy dying that way. I really enjoyed dying that way. Yeah, this is why flask of water really, I actually have a key bind specifically to switch to the water flask. Okay. So I always put the water flask in, you know, the first flask slot, like item slot five. And I've bound Q to switch to that slot so that I can very quickly switch to that and douse myself if I'm on fire. Okay. And then I've actually got one of the mouse side buttons bound to wand one, which is a damage one. So I can like quickly switch between putting myself out and then switching back to attacking. Okay. Another holy mountain moment. I was testing out chainsaw, chainsaw blades. Oh, chainsaw's good. It's not good. I always took my, I almost killed myself. With a chainsaw? Chainsaw blades. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry. That's not, not, not chainsaw, saw blades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, chainsaw's different. Chainsaw's a different spell. Okay. Yeah, these are the oh, ones that are was... like giant shurikens, right? Or giant, <laughs> like, circular saws. Oh, it's terrible. W- which one did you have? Was it just the regular saw blade? I don't know which one I had. Because there's actually three tiers. There's like... It wasn't the lowest tier, because I the lowest tier ones aren't that big. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, because there's, there's the regular saw blade, then there's giga saw blade, and then there's omega saw blade. So it was the giga ones, probably. <sighs> I was not prepared for it. Yeah, the Giga ones, you shoot it out and then it boomerangs back to the point at which yeah. it was cast. Yes, that is dangerous. The Omega one is even worse because it specifically homes in on you. What? Yeah. So the Omega one is really powerful, but it, it is, I don't know, it's just such a troll, right? <laughs> so they, they made them like in escalating levels of damage, but you know they get stronger but they also become more dangerous to you so omega homes in on you when you cast it like it shoots out but then it will turn back and try and home in on you is there any but is there any indication of this in, in the description in the spell description it just says like it has an interesting flight pattern or something i don't i don't really like these you just need to know you just need to know <laughs> and and there are ways to make it safe like there are certain modifiers you can put on it to make it safe. Like I, okay. I think there's a modifier that makes it like follow, like home in on your cursor. And I think that will like override homing in on you, for example. Or there's another one where th- there's a spell that just deletes projectiles. So you can put that on a saw blade on a trigger and then you can use it to like hit something, instantly summon the saw blade and like, you know, cut them up and then it will just delete the projectile before it can home in on you. You're always teleporting out, out of the Holy Mountain. So you don't have this problem, but sometimes I forget to edit my wand. Yeah. And I mean, times I try to rush back and I've just got caught in the debris. Yeah. You can't, I mean, once you've gone, once it has collapsed, it's too late. Like once it has collapsed, you can't edit your wands anymore. Like the instant it starts to collapse, you can't edit your wands anymore. So you always create a teleport wand. This is why I'm always trying to make a teleport wand after I learned this. Like I, I obviously didn't know this when I first started playing it. But yeah, what makes the holy mountain collapse? It's when you leave the holy mountain. Like when you cross this trigger. 
So if you never cross the trigger, then the holy mountain won't collapse. And the easiest way to not cross the trigger is just to teleport through it. So yeah, I'm usually trying to make a teleport one so that I can teleport out the holy mountain so that I can then use it to come back and edit my ones later. I think you can also polymorph yourself into something because then it's not you who's leaving the holy mountain. It's the thing you've polymorphed into. So that's another way, but it's it's kind of dangerous. And of course, you can also just dig your way out of the holy mountain because then you're not crossing the trigger. You're exiting a different way, but that will anger the gods. Oh, we're here now. We're here now. What does what does that mean? Oh, should we, talk, we can talk about that at the end. Okay. Um, do enemies mutate at all? How does toxic sludge work? Maybe this was me just being paranoid saying, oh, he, the thing mutated. I think he probably, maybe it was polymorphine they went into. Like, I don't, okay. I don't think toxic sludge mutates enemies, but okay, fine. polymorphine definitely does. And this is also why I was saying there's actually three flavors of polymorphine. So there's polymorphine, which turns things into those like flying sheep kind of things, which are harmless. There's unstable polymorphine, which I think turns things into hisi. I'm actually not Ooh. sure what that does. I, I, I think it turns things into hisi, like which are the, the humanoid enemies. And then there's chaotic polymorphine, which turns things into like absolutely anything. So chaotic polymorphine can potentially be good. Like you can use it to turn yourself into a worm, for example, and then you can dig through terrain really fast, potentially. But also it means that enemies that fall into chaotic poly could turn into literally anything. So you could have like a really like weak enemy that falls into chaotic polymorphine and then just turns into some like elder god from the bottom of the mountain, right? So maybe that's what you saw. I don't think toxic sludge itself is that dangerous. Also, did you okay. know, did you know that alchemically toxic sludge plus water turns into water? So you can neutralize pools of toxic sludge by just pouring water into them. Oh, no. Yeah, that's another good, that's another good fact. So yet another reason to carry a water flask around. You mentioned along the way is that there are hard to beat enemies. So I consider the fire flinging enemy hard to beat. Yes, at the start, because they're right at the start of the game. And they have quite a lot of health for an enemy at the start of the game. And they throw fireballs at you. So a cool way of getting rid of those is finding a pool of water and just getting to flop into it. Yeah. Fall into it. Yeah, exactly. So satisfying. Yeah, definitely. But I guess I could just throw my flask of water at them now. You, you definitely now I'm you, carrying. you could. But then you probably always want to have a flask of water. So if you smash your only flask, then you'll be up a creek. Yeah, so I don't know how interesting it gets later on, but that's one of the cooler enemies. Because I don't know how to beat the um, the robots. I wish I had a cool way of beating the robots. The mechanical things that shoot the plasma gun and the machine gun. Yeah, yeah, they can be quite dangerous. I, I think if you... what One of the most effective spell types like damage types is electric because like it, it tends to do massive well electric damage explosion damage and robots in particular are weak to electric damage as well but it's also incredibly dangerous to you because like in the hisi base where there's lots of it's metal water. around and water yeah if you shoot a lightning bolt it will just conduct through the electricity or the water and it will electrocute you as well 
So if you've got electric immunity and explosion immunity, you can just like fire lightning bolts off willy nilly. And that's like, that's amazingly good, <laughs> especially if you manage to make a rapid fire lightning bolt wand. But if you don't have those two immunities, you'll probably kill yourself by one or the other damage type. And the Heesey base in particular is full of, well, I mean, as well as all the enemies that are exploding and then like oil and the, the, there's loads of electric things in there that there's like light fittings that will explode and electrocute you. And then there's also all these propane tanks that are an absolute nightmare because they they explode, they do massive damage, and they also just leave huge clouds of freezing vapor, which also just damages you. So yes, it's, it's definitely many times I have died to either blundering into a cloud of freezing vapor like i've been on the run and i've just like just gone into a blind corridor and it was full of freezing vapor and i died or there's been a propane tank and it's i've not noticed it because like like one time i had like a chainsaw i managed to make like a long range chainsaw wand so not the saw blade but literally the chainsaw which is usually up close and i i made a version that like projected chainsaws out and i was chainsawing everything so there was like huge amounts of blood everywhere because like chainsaws produce extra blood and as a result, there was a propane tank, but I couldn't see it because it was like under all this like blood and stuff. And I accidentally just cut through this propane tank when I was right next to it. And it just one shot me, you know, things like that happen disturbingly often. With the water, with the freezing, are there any other kinds of gases or vapors that you need to be aware of? I think freezing vapor is one of the most dangerous because it, it just directly damages you. Well, there's a the green one. Yeah, there's a the green one. The green one doesn't damage you though unless it's on fire oh. like you can be in a cloud oh. of it but then it can catch fire and that can become dangerous i think okay. also you can't breathe inside those clouds of vapor so if if a room is just saturated with vapor it, you could suffocate because you can run out of oxygen as well okay <clears throat> i'm just wary aware of everything now yeah. of all the gases basically yeah this reminds me of a perk that you can pick up I don't know. It's a, it's an eyeball. It's an eyeball you can pick up. Oh, is this like the evil eye or the pie silma or something? It's like a digging. It digs through materials. Yeah. 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 I, so I've not picked that up because I'm wary of, because it's always on. Is that right? You don't activate it. It's permanently on. It's permanent, But you have to be holding it in your hand. So you could switch back to your wand and it won't be digging. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. It's I actually misread quite the... useful. Like it, it can dig through quite a few things. So early game, if you don't have a source of digging, it's potentially useful. Oh, okay. I misread it. I thought it was a perk that oh, once no, no, I selected. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Is... You're right. The perk version, yes, is always on. But there's also an item. There is like... an item that does it. But okay. I guess you haven't found that. Thinking about it. Um, I have found the item. Okay. I, I think so. It's just a ball in. Yeah. Okay. You have found it. it. Okay. But, but I, I thought it behaved like the perk. Yeah. The the perk is like personal plasma beam or something. And I, you're right. I don't think you can turn the perk off. Okay. Does it matter which portal I escape from? It does not. They all lead to the oh. same holy mountain. Okay. There is alcohol as material in this game. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get drunk. Yes, and it's highly flammable. What else do I have to say? I picked up a booby trapped wand. Oh yeah, I was confused by this because at first I was like, "Huh? 
the wand is booby trapped, but now I understand what no, you mean. Like no, picking up the wand triggered a trap. Yeah. 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 Some of these are vicious. What what was the trap you, you got? I don't I think I'll electrocute it. Yeah, that that's a that that one that one's okay. Like if you can if you know it's gonna happen, it's okay. I didn't know it was gonna happen. I did the first time I came across it, I thought, yay, a wand for me. <laughs> yeah. The, the one I didn't like, there's one where you pick it up and it triggers like a huge circle of acid to form and you have to like run away from this huge like expanding sphere of acid because acid is like incredibly dangerous. Oh yeah, I see it. The bo- you, know, you, you know when acid's been there because the floor is just destroyed. Yeah. I quite like it. Because the, I like, you know, memorable deaths, right? Like times when I've laughed out loud, like there was the times obviously when I've blown myself up, but there was another one where I was, I was flying away from a bunch of enemies and like levitating away and I ran out of levitation energy and I just like dropped like a stone straight into a vat of acid and instantly died. <laughs> like I went from like full health to nothing in like a second. Because I couldn't, I couldn't get out, right? Because I'd used up all my levitation power and I was just like in this big vat of acid. Are there level modifiers? Yes. So I think the only one I know is the air is more combustible. Yeah, it's something like it feels hot in here or something. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And everything's it's, catching fire and like liquids, pools of water evaporate and things. Yeah. Is that the only one? That's the only one I'm aware of. No, there's quite a lot. Like there, there's a there's a kind of it feels damp in here or something, which is like the opposite of that, where everything's really wet and there's like okay. water leaking everywhere. There's it feels roomy in here, or it feels uh, roomy in here is loads of worms digging tunnels everywhere. There's oh. like loads of tunnels and loads of worms. Um, it smells like soil after rain, so like loads of things will be growing. Like loads of plants are just growing everywhere and like spontaneously growing and stuff. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, it feels gloomy in here. It's really dark, and like the fog of war fills back oh, in I've behind seen that you. One. Yep, I've seen that one. Yeah, there, uh, there's quite a few. I, I'm not sure if I've seen all of them even, but yeah, there's quite a few. Only this only came to my attention when there's one particular death where it, there was an explosion for no reason, as far as I could tell, or the scale of the explosion was much larger than I expected and I died like that and I thought oh maybe the modify means something there is a modify going on because it wasn't something I'd seen before oh it could be unless you took do you take a perk like glass cannon or something oh no no I never take glass cannon glass cannon is like hilarious like it makes every or did you have berserkium what's berserkium there's a there's a liquid called berserkium and if you get some on you then it like doubles it, like, it doubles the damage and explosion radius for all your spells or something. So maybe if you've got like Berserkium and Glass Cannon and then you like throw a stick of dynamite, it will like make a very big explosion. <laughs> Can we talk? Sorry, do you have any more moments? No, 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 I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. I want to talk about mods quickly. Okay. Because this has changed the game for me. So in the last week, in an attempt to finish the game... I put some mods on. So originally the first mod I applied was more accurate descriptions because I didn't like having to look up the date, go to database that often. Mm. But then, and then as I was browsing the workshop, I discovered many more mods. But actually they just make the game easier if I'm honest. Oh, I'm good. Whatever, whatever you like. I've got mini map, 
auto loot. So loot just flies towards me. And I've noticed actually there's a lot of like emergent behavior. Like the, the enemies will, will attack one another, right? Yeah, they can do. So loot is just flying to me from all over the map. And actually there's a lot of enemies are taken out by each other before I even get to them. I've, I've, I have one edit available at all times. Any, yeah. Enemies will drop health sometimes. Oh, that'd be handy. And health drops give life. So, you know, the, the containers that give you, that add your, add add your, your health, health bar, yeah. they now give health as well. Right. And I, I've never sneaked since then. I, I like just smashing things. Yeah. I've actually never used any mods, so this is all on you. Although you mentioned it would be nice if there was a way to, like an encyclopedia of spells or something. I think there are mods that let you, you know, go into like a wand testing room and you can just spawn any spell or any kind of wand and then try it out to, like, to make amazing wands. So I'm, I know that they exist, but I've, I've never tried any, I've never tried any mods. Okay. I think I think I really wanted the mini map originally, but then it's so easy to install mods. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh good. Secrets. So many secrets. Well, a secrets and a summary, right? I I just wanted to ask you, like, if you'd found certain things, I guess. Because, you know, so you do know that you can go up instead of down, right? It sounds like. Just, if you found the eye. I do, I do know you can go up. I know that there's a temple above the mine. Yeah. But I don't know what the value is beyond that. I mean, I don't know why I'd go up. Yeah, I, I think it's quite cool, like, because obviously you start the game at the start of the mines and it's kind of just implied, okay, just go right and go into the mines, but you can go left. And then I, I think they've, I, I think they have changed this a little bit, maybe as the game's gone on, because you're kind of hemmed into a small area, right? There's like a big tree on your left and then there's a mountain on your right that you can't, with your initial stats, it's actually very hard to get over the mountain or over the tree, but you can do it if you've got teleport or some other ability like sometimes you'll spawn with a start sometimes your starting flask is mud and you can use that to make little platforms to climb over and yeah there's an entire surface as well and it has interesting biomes like there's a desert there's an ice wasteland there's a giant lake and and more things in the sky there's even a secret biome that is just a quarter of a million gold like it's literally just like a vault full of gold dust so, you know, you can dig your way into there and then you never need to worry about money again. So there's interesting stuff on the surface and, and secrets connected okay. to those things. Have you found an orb? 
what isn't what is this orb so they make this kind of sound i'm trying to think how to describe it it's kind of like this musical sound and when you first find them they will have a spell inside so if you found the temple in the sky there's an orb underneath the temple i don't know if you've managed to dig into it and and no. pick up the orb okay oh it's a no on the orb okay so yeah there's a there's a few on the surface and there's others hidden in the world underneath and is this the perk so the orbs the first time you pick them up will give you a spell and that's how you unlock some of the spells so nuke for example is a spell from an orb so that's why i was saying you know you won't be nuked because you've never found the orb that contains nuke and then, and then once you pick up the spell, well, number one, you get the spell and then it's also unlocked for all future runs. And then in future, that orb will contain a health upgrade instead. So it can be useful to pick up the orbs for health or for the spells. And every time you pick up an orb, the health of the boss, the final boss, doubles. And the boss gets some extra immunities and abilities. So... I think the maximum number of orbs you can pick up is like 31. So if you picked up like 31 orbs, the boss will have like billions or trillions of health. So you need a really ridiculous wand to kill the boss if you've gone that route. And and finishing the game with certain numbers of orbs also triggers certain secret things to happen. So, you know, this is like one of the many secrets in the game. It sounds like you do know about how to escape the Holy Mountain then without collapsing it because yeah. you mentioned the teleporting. So yeah, that is that is like quite a game changer once you learn it. Because, you know, until you learn that, it's really hard to play the game until you, you know, without being able to edit ones more frequently. Unless you get the edit ones everywhere perk. There's parallel worlds. So you don't know what this is, right? No, this is news to me. So I, I guess you don't have to do this on the surface, but it's easiest to do on the surface. Like if you go all the way to the east or all the way to the west, eventually there will just be a wall stretching like to infinity above and below of extremely dense rock. But if you've got a really good digging wand, like a wand that just shoots infinite high speed black holes, you can just tunnel through that wall and then beyond the extremely dense rock is then a wall of cursed rock which is incredibly dangerous and damages you if you touch it but again if you've got a really good digging one you can just carve a massive like tunnel out cursed rock actually leaves behind a deadly deadly aura as well that still hurts you but if you've got a good teleport wand you can just like cross it really fast and what is on the other side of the wall a completely new world with a new mountain to go down underneath and a new set of perk altars and and stuff so you can just go to parallel worlds to the east and west and they just keep repeating like if you go to the edge of that world you go to another world like you know so there'll be like the lake biome and if you go to the parallel world it'll be like okay this is the east lake biome and if you go through again it'll be like the east east lake biome and so on so there are just many many copies of the world to the east and west and you can just keep collecting new perks in them and getting stronger and finding new spells and new ones and everything. I see. So that is how you can get some ridiculously overpowered runs. Like you can get 15 copies of like stainless armor and then be basically unkillable. And that's how you get like 
uh, seven hours worth of run. Yeah, exactly. And and there are some runs where you basically need to be practically unkillable to survive the things you have to do. Because there's something called like the Sun Quest, which I haven't done because it's like a six or seven hour run. And I, I usually die after like hour three or something, you know. So th- there's like a moon in the game. And there's a dark moon, like there's a moon in the sky and a dark moon deep, deep underground. And you can turn the moons into suns, like a sun or a dark sun. So there's quests associated with them, like quest lines. But it doesn't tell you that it exists. You can just do certain things and you get an achievement for it. Not a steam achievement, but a tree achievement. So on top of the tree, there are pillars. And when you do certain things in the game, the pillar will get a new symbol on it so there are secret achievements in the game that you don't know exist because they're not steam achievements that you can look up by looking at global stats and they're just in the game on the tree and so people have figured out what all the different symbols are and what what they mean and what you need to do to get them but yeah some of them are these mad quests like making a new sun there are secret alchemy recipes that the recipe changes every game. So you kind of just have to, well, you can look it up by putting your seed into a calculator or you can just accidentally stumble across it. And you can either make alchemic precursor, which turns into draft of Midas, which turns anything it touches into gold. Or you can make something called lively concoction, which is, it just heals you. So those are interesting things and you know you can try experimenting with different you know mixing different liquids and and powders and things until you manage to make one of these cool special materials and then there's also something called fungal shifting where if you eat enough of the weird fungus in the game you will start to hallucinate and then the world will change it will replace one material in the world with another one And sometimes you can influence it by what you're holding in your hand. So if you're holding a flask of material in your hand, sometimes it will, it will choose that material as the one that is changed. So to give you an example, it can do things like turn water into lava. So all the water in the world turns into lava, which could be incredibly dangerous. (laughs) But sometimes it could be really helpful because it could do something like turn all the lava in the world into healthium, which heals you. And now you can just go up to the big lava lake and fill up a flask of healthium. And now you've got basically infinite healing. So there's many, many, many secrets in the game. And I I guess rather than going to like every single one, the last one I want to mention is there are still two secrets that to this day are unsolved. And I think people have literally disassembled the game. but these two secrets are in compiled code and not in scripting code. So like people still haven't figured out how on earth they work. So there there's the eye puzzle. There are blocks of like eyes in the world that are looking different directions and people think they're encoding a message, but no one has managed to translate what the eyes mean. And then there's also the cauldron. So if you have no mods installed and you go to certain coordinates there is a special room that appears with a cauldron in it and no one knows what to do with this cauldron and if you have any mods installed then it doesn't appear 
Like the game is very particular. Like you must have no mods and the generation of this part of the world is handled entirely in, you know, like the compiled C code and not the scripting code. So they really are trying very hard to hide what, what it means and what it does. So no one knows to this day. I have questions. <laughs> okay. They're not really, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Is there a hidden language? Yeah, there's like a runic language and there are messages written in it. But I will never be able to translate them. But as in, there's no um, perk that translates, that will, once I pick it up, I'll translate these, the language. I don't think so. No, I know people have translated what the writing means, but I have not personally done it. I just looked it up. Okay. And I, then so, the, the, I mean, the tablets auto translate, right? Because they look like they're in runes, but if you just, if you just hold it for a bit, it translates into English. I didn't know that. Okay. I haven't yeah, held so, it long enough. Yeah. If you just, if you just hold the tablet for a bit, the runic language will fade out and English will fade in. Oh, okay. Thank but, you. but there are other messages in the world that are like written on the background layer that you can see. And I, I can't actually remember if they're written in the same language as the tablets and you just have to manually translate them or if they're in another language that got translated. But people have figured out what they mean. And for instance, like flasks are on pedestals and those pedestals have a symbol. Do they mean anything? I don't think the symbol on the pedestal means anything, but there are alchemical symbols that refer to specific flask contents so you will sometimes find stuff in the world that's got one of these symbols on and it's it's telling you that you need to pour that material into this basin and if you do it will give you a reward okay and then where the tablet is there's lava to the right is there anything beyond the lava yes so that's the lava like i was telling you about and you can pour water onto the lava and it will turn it into stone and you can use that to cross the lava lake and then to the right of that is a big rope bridge. And then to the right of that is an orb room. But it's incredibly dangerous because actually, if you pick up that orb, a boss will spawn. And that boss is... I don't think I've ever actually killed that boss. Okay. And also, th it... there's a giant... Underneath the rope bridge is a giant chasm that leads down to the frozen level. So you can use it to either shortcut to the frozen level... Or more usefully, from the frozen level, you can use it to get back up. And in the mines, there's also a dark cave that has a full health refresh. So one of the things that you can do is, you know, if you're low on health, you can dig your way back up to the mines by using that shaft under the rope bridge and then get a full heal. Okay. What does it mean to have angered the gods? So if you damage a holy mountain like you damage the brickwork, which usually happens because you're trying to dig out of the holy mountain so you can use it to edit your wands. But it can also happen if like a worm digs into the holy mountain. Like it happens a lot with the underground jungle because there are big spider things that also just delete terrain. And sometimes they just blunder into the holy mountain and anger the gods. So even if you're trying really hard not to anger the gods, you can anger the gods. And angering the gods causes Steve to spawn. Yes. And he'll try and kill you. But that's it. Although, if you kill Steve three times, then Big Steve will spawn. Or Scood, I think is his official name. And he's a much more dangerous version. And where does he spawn? So the only time I've come across Steve is inside the Holy Mountain. Yeah. 
I, I think so he, there are some very late game areas where they can also spawn, but if you have angered the gods, a portal will appear above the perks and Stivari will come out of that portal. So you should encounter him in the Holy Mountain. Yes. If you have angered the gods. Yep. Unless you have taken the peace with gods perk, in which case Steve and Scood will both be non-hostile to you. In fact, I think they will oh. be charmed. So they'll be friendly. So if you've picked up that, then if you damage the Holy Mountain, instead of saying you've angered the gods, it will actually say the gods look the other way and you can just do whatever you like. And any Steves that are already spawned will be friendly to you. I may pick up that perk. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. If you've, especially if you've got a way to dig out the Holy Mountain, like a black hole or luminous drill or, you know, something like that. This is an, not something I've encountered, but something I've read about. Is this a sealed biome to the left of the map? There's probably quite a few. Yeah, it sounds like there's, there's like a the few. power plant. There's like the wizard's den. I don't know. I don't know which one is referring to, but there's there's quite a few biomes that. Okay, fine. I just need to know they're yeah they're there. But basically, there are the biomes that are in the normal path that have holy mountains and stuff. But off the beaten track to the to the east and west of it there are other biomes like the entire map is full of stuff but to the east it's lava no the lava lake is just is like a lake but it's it's a finite volume of lava oh it's i couldn't fly over it though no but you, well you can just pour water on it and to make stone and then just keep water then you it, you don't your levitation at the start of the game is not enough to fly over it in one go but you can just make a solid surface to walk on by pouring water on the lava or you've got okay. a teleport wand, you can teleport over it by repeatedly casting teleport. Okay. I have one last question. Okay. What are... You mentioned bosses. I've not come across one boss. Is there one boss in the game? There is one official boss that you need to kill to finish the game called Call Me Silma or something, or just Call Me colloquially. So... At the bottom of the mountain, well, actually, it's not really the bottom of the mountain because it actually go, the mountain is infinite. It goes on forever. But yeah, at the bottom of the main path, then there is this boss, Colmy. And if you kill Colmy, he drops this. Actually, he doesn't drop it. When you meet Colmy, there'll be like a glowing cog, and that's the salt. So when you pick up the salt, Colmy becomes hostile to you. And if you kill Colmy, then a portal will spawn. And you go through that portal and you put the salt on the pedestal and that's the end of the game. So, so there's one big boss, but there's actually lots of mini bosses that unlock spells or other things in the game when you kill them. So that's where you get like the Greek letters from. Summarize. Let's summarize. Yeah, we've got to finish. We've got to finish because your kids have woken up. <laughs> I mean, you know what I think. So what do you think? This game is really good. It's, I would. This is easily an eighty-five plus. Yeah, and it's one of the few times I will keep playing after the book club. I think this is the only time I'll keep playing after the book club. Well, I'm just going to get you into roguelikes. It's fun, right? You can, you basically you can play for half an hour, and that's. Or you can play fifteen minutes, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Or you can and you can mods, even play for five. Like it's it's fun. It's it's great. And there are mods, and I like feeling OP right now. Yeah, it's really good. 
It's a shame it's not on console. I think I think it would find an audience on console if it was on console. This is totally my kind of roguelike. I'm not offended. Something we've mentioned along the way is laugh out loud. There are a few times where I've laughed out loud at a game. Yeah. Even games that have tried to be funny that they failed usually they usually fail, don't they? But this game has made me laugh out loud. Yeah. It's just the sheer ridiculousness of, of the situation, right? Just just when you've hit the highest highs, then you <laughs> annoy yourself in a cloud of freezing vapor, then you hit the lowest lows. And you can't help but laugh. I think this will take me through to Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. It's only another week. It's an, I know. It's under a week now. And I've still managed to avoid the leaks, so. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcasting platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. R slash Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? No. <laughs> not, not important. Fine. So, Mike, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that it's one week to Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> it's finally here. And it looks really good. And I have so far not been spoiled, but it sounds like it's really big. So, Mike says bye. Bye bye. <laughs>